Welcome to the Unbound Podcast with Liam Gray. Whether you are an insurtech enthusiast, traditional insurer, or just looking to understand how innovation will affect the insurance market, the Unbound Podcast is for you. From insurtech founders to leaders within some of the world's most forward-thinking insurers, each episode looks at the technologies and business models that are changing the future of insurance. Today I'm speaking with Steve Tunstall, CEO of Insure. Insure has developed a platform for commercial insurance to meet the needs of both insurers and commercial insurance buyers. The solution is supported by a number of emerging technologies, including none other than the infamous blockchain. In our conversation, we talk use cases, weaknesses, and the future of blockchain in the insurance industry. Hi, Steve, and welcome to the Unbound podcast. It's great to be here, Liam. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. So today um, we're going to talk about all things blockchain in the insurance industry. But before we jump into that, um, as usual, it will be nice to get a little bit on your background personally and the company that you run. Well, thanks. Thanks. Um, um, it's difficult to describe my background, please. Uh, really, I'm, I suppose I'm the oldest millennial you'll ever interview on here, really. I had about um, seven careers and about 15 jobs. So I started as an engineer and then I moved on to doing surveying and then project management. Then I ended up running companies when I came to Asia. I was the managing director of Schindler Lifts here in Singapore. And then I, I'd been involved in risk and insurance for quite a while, so I set up a consultancy doing that in Hong Kong. Then I moved over to Cathay Pacific, where I was the head of legal, compliance, risk and insurance, amongst other things. Um, then I left Cathay in 2012, moved back down to Singapore, where I'd been before. Um, set up another consultancy down here on the risk and insurance space um, and was running that for some of the, you know, doing doing risk management and insurance support for some of the largest companies in, in Asia. Um, and it was about two or three years ago, I was sitting down with um, a good friend of mine and, and, and complaining about, you know, the insurance industry was so backward and so non-tech um, and, and my friend Robin, who, who became my co-founder, said, well, why don't we do something about that? So we, um, we set up a, a platform for commercial insurance, which uh, we've been building steadily over the last couple of years. And we are looking to launch through the sandbox in Singapore and Malaysia for SME buyers of insurance in, um, in the next month or two. Um, it's not an aggregator. I keep it's not an aggregator. We're not interested in just sort of uh, some Google meta search, which spews out thousands of results, which mean nothing. Um, essentially, we're just partnering with some of the world's largest insurers to provide a an appropriate level tender list um, so that buyers can do some proper due diligence, um, get some proper governance for the first time in the insurance sector. That will be quite interesting. Um, choose the insurance solution that they like with a commitment from us that um, irrespective of which solution they choose, we'll charge the same level of commission. So um, the murkiness that's inherent in the insurance industry for commercial buyers, we will, we will try and slice through with our, with our solution. Okay. And this is very much a leading question, but what sort of technology are you using <laughs> to, um, to provide your solution? Well, we're using something called IT. Uh, I'm just joking. 
So we are we are we are basing our uh, solution on the uh, latest cloud services, as you would expect. But we're looking at introducing things that people haven't done before. So we are uh, running a proof of concept around the claims payment process, uh, and that will be uh, likely uh, using NEM on the blockchain. Um, we're also uh, trying to develop some very new thoughts around um, AI, uh, AI-driven uh, chatbot help and FAQ section. Um, basically, we're looking to provide a, a full service um, for SMEs who are buying insurance. So this will be right through from cradle to grave, but we're trying to take as much blood out of the system as possible. So we, we're going to have this as an impartial data-driven advisory service rather than um, just the opinions of, uh, of whichever person you have to speak to on that particular day. So having some fundamentally different step changes in the software that you, we use and the technology we use to build the platform is, is critical. And as I mentioned, it will be really good to focus on just one aspect of the technology that you're using, and that's the blockchain side of things. On this show, we haven't actually had a conversation about blockchain or spoke to any startups that are using blockchain so far. So before we jump into the pros and cons of it, the current use cases, etc., it'll be really good to get a high-level description of what exactly is the blockchain. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, this is really important. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just reading so much noise around blockchain at the moment. I think it's really problematic. I think there's a heck of a lot of business models out there. I mean, I was watching a video of a company the other day, and yeah, I mean, everybody sitting around the table is saying, I'm the block engineer, engineer, and I'm the blockchain engineer, and I'm the blockchain UI guy, and I'm the blockchain technologist. And I'm like, I don't know what you guys really are doing, to be honest, because it's not, it's not sort of the, the universal panacea that some people are making it out to be. It's not going to, you know, change the world in, in, in the next week or two. It is a very good technology. It's a very interesting technology with a lot of potential, but there's still a lot of development work to do to, um, to get some really good use cases. So going back to the basics, I mean, what is a blockchain? And I'm going to give a business um, view on this, not a technology view. So, so my technology friends will be, will be cringing as, I hear, as they hear me say this. But essentially... The blockchain is a way of taking um, a series of transactions, um, taking taking them and anonymizing them. So if you think about when you have your credit card number and there's some X's on it, that sort of thing. So you take that anonymized code and all those transactional records are essentially packed together in a block. I mean, think of it like a tin can, which slowly fills up with all the transactional records. They're all slightly interrelated to each other. And when you get to the top of that block, when it's full up, there's another interrelated transaction at the top of that one, which essentially starts the bottom of the next block in the chain and so on and so forth, all the way up the blockchain. Now, because this is all based around calculations, if someone comes in and tries to change something towards the bottom of the chain, the whole calculation stops working. The math doesn't stack up anymore. And everyone goes, well, that doesn't make any sense. So let's just restart to where we were five seconds ago. 
Now, one of the, one of the big things that's interesting about this and why it's different from another database of, of any particular sort of type is the fact that it's distributed. That means essentially every um, significant computer, and I'm going to go really basic on this, on the network also has a copy of the blockchain. So for something like the uh, the original blockchain killer app, as people call it, Bitcoin, um, this means that there's a lot of computers that all have the Bitcoin blockchain records um, on on their uh, on their history. And if you wanted to go in and hack into this and change it, you're going to have to spend a huge amount of money to 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 do that uh, because it needs a lot of computing power to to upset so many um, distributed records of uh, of what's going on uh, in the history. Now the 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 big issues are that although this sounds really good, it sounds like for the first time we would have something called data integrity. So if you don't know what that means, go and ask your CIO in the office or whatever, do we have data integrity at the moment? And he, and he probably can't answer yes. Because in any other corporate system at the moment, if someone hacks in and starts changing stuff or starts you know, slicing you know, a fraction of a cent off your banking transactions, um, Probably no one will ever know. Um, most of the malware that's out there these days is really difficult to find, and usually it's only find, found when it actually uh, doesn't function properly. Um, I read a report the other week that says something like 98% of malware is never found. Um, now, the blockchain means you, you, you don't have all that anymore because basically you can guarantee that the records are, are correct and valid. However... It's looking like, although we're going to have a lot of security from the blockchain, so far, um, most of the solutions that are available on the, the different systems I've seen aren't living up to the speed um, uh, promises that were, were sort of rolled out initially. It looks like it's certainly in the medium term going to be a lot slower to do transactions than was previously mooted. Uh, and the other thing that's getting a lot of publicity as well is that as the um, as the calculation process gets more attractive to the miners, and the miners are just people with big computers, then the um, the game those miners win so that they can prepare the next block and do all the calculations is getting very expensive um, in terms of electricity consumption as well. So. Um, it's, it's not looking like at this stage from the original technology is going to be a, a cheap sort of technology either. However, this is, this is really very early versions. This is um, you know, the, the basic sort of technology and uh, we're going to see um, a lot more changes in the future, um, a lot more improvements to that technology um, that will, I'm sure, address some of these particular issues. Okay, and that's a great overview of the technology and some of the issues that they're facing. Um, all of the people from in the insurance industry listening will be thinking to themselves, so what does that actually mean for insurance? Have we started to see a number of interesting use cases and useful use cases within insurance already? I haven't seen the specifics of particular use cases being demonstrated and I haven't been involved in the projects themselves. 
but there are some things going on out there. There's, uh, there's certainly in the reinsurance field uh, a, a lot of work going on with a, with a large consortium of reinsurers who are, um, I've been speaking to some of those people about, about how it's going, and they're playing their cards pretty close to their chest. But but that sounds as though it's the uh, the perhaps the uh, the most advanced um, uh, system in terms of a, 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 a collection of companies working together in the industry, and I think that's important that we um, we understand that it has to be a, a community activity to a greater or lesser extent. I mean, there's no point having a blockchain of just one company. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense, and it isn't functionally very useful. Um, I've seen that there's some some interesting uh, work going on in uh, in a few different areas. Um, I, I saw that uh, AIG working with Stanchart are doing some some interesting things at the moment as well. Um, so there's there's definitely a few things coming up, but um, there's not a lot of visibility yet on on how these are actually going to work. And as I say, I think at this stage, you know, it's probably something to maintain a reasonably healthy skepticism about from from what I can see from my very sort of non-technical view. These types of technologies are going to work really well when they're adopted by communities. And as we know, the main drivers in the insurance communities are the markets themselves who... Um, Let's just say they don't have a reputation for uh, rushing to adopt the latest technology off the block. Um, so until some of those communities start to build, um, it's difficult to see that um, there'll be a, a huge rush towards blockchain-based solutions across the insurance sector. Now, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be proven wrong on that, but, but, but let's see. Okay. Um, it's clear that there's a number of companies doing things behind closed doors. In in your opinion, what do you think the best use for the blockchain in the insurance industry would actually be? Well, we are starting to look at the claims process. Um, our mantra for the whole company is that we want to make things better for the customer. I think there's been a... Um, almost a uh, an un, unspoken thing within the industry that you know paying paying claims on time and paying them well is is a really difficult thing to do and uh, you know that's why sometimes claims are late and we've got to be very careful about fraud we've got to be very careful about are we paying the right people the right money um so all of these things tend to make it a relatively poor customer experience when it comes to the claims side of things. Um, and, and this is the thing we don't speak of in the insurance industry because we don't really like to, you know, to, to comment on this. Um, but, but I strongly believe that this is where the blockchain can sweep away quite a few of those excuses if it's done in the right way. So the... Um, uh, the solution we're using is um, NEM, um, which is uh, essentially um, allows the implementation of smart contracts. Um, smart contracts are relatively, um, well, they're relatively uncomplicated, really. I mean, in its very basic form, it's just a, an old-fashioned if-then sort of criteria. 
So, so again, in my non-technical mind, I look at this and go, well, if there's a person who you know who they are because they're on the blockchain, and if they have something that says, oh my goodness, we've had a horrible claim, and it's fairly self-evident that certainly a certain amount is due on account, then, and the then part of the equation should be then, we can have some money, can't we? And that could be, you know, in, in, in the, the longer term, that could be almost relatively instantaneous. Um, this, of course, pre-assumes that, you know, we're not going to get away from the original basics of KYC, know your customer, making sure it's the right people on the, on the other end of the transaction, et cetera, et cetera, and that they have a certain reputation. But once those things have been established and once they've been in, uh, locked into the blockchain, I don't see any reason at all why we couldn't introduce quite a lot more automation into the claims payment process, um, which would massively improve the uh, the customer services and industry we we provide, uh, you know, to the people who essentially pay our bills. Okay, and sort of looking forward, do you see a point where blockchain is the norm? in the claims process, for example? Or do you feel like it's going to be good for certain areas of insurance and other areas of insurance just doesn't need it? Well, I, I, you know, it depends how far we look. And it's always extremely difficult to predict how fast this stuff will change. I think it's, it was Bill Gates who said, we always overestimate what's going to change in a year and underestimate what will change in a decade. And I think blockchain is definitely that sort of technology. I mean, this is this is radical world-changing stuff in terms of uh, you know really being able to um, secure knowledge uh, in an impartial manner that doesn't rely on on intermediaries. So, so the the potential for change, I don't think we've scratched the surface yet. And if you look at what's happening in other industries, I think there's massive potential. Um, for this to have a huge impact on the insurance industry. Um, having said that, I think the you know we're going to start with slow steps. I see the claims area as being particularly interesting for for proof of concept, um, and, I, and I, as I say, we're we're focusing on that first. Um, the whole area of exchanging information and data between um, different parties in an insurance contract is is really where the rubber hits the road in the industry. And it, not only in the claims process, but in all the other transactions that we do. So I think if you had this immutable technology, it can't be changed, it can't be essentially to a greater or lesser extent defrauded. And, and I'm exaggerating a little bit when I say that, but um, it certainly minimizes the, um, the potential for fraud. Um, then I think we're going to see uh, a sea change in the way um, the way companies use this in the future. Um, the the insurance industry and the insure tech world seems to be running about three to four years behind the fintech or finance world of financial services. And um, some of the solutions I've been hearing about on the on the banking side, the challenger banks are putting in. Um, these are these are really, really huge changes, um, and 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 in some areas, this is you know this is not sort of something that's in the future. In some areas, it's here now. I mean, there are several countries that have already put um, 
the uh, entire housing transaction records on the blockchain. Um, there are already blockchain banks and I believe insurance companies in uh, places like uh, Estonia and Georgia. Um, and it's interesting because you've got, again, it's these, it's these countries that you know, generally people would think of as backward countries um, actually are able to leapfrog several generations of technology and go to something completely new because they don't really have the the legacy systems that uh, that everybody's you know clinging on to with with their lives. So 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 it'll be interesting to see how this works out and which which countries and which companies can uh, can benefit quickly. Couldn't agree more. That's a very interesting point that it may not be the most developed countries and the most developed ecosystems that move forward with blockchain the fastest. Um, just on a final note, if anyone wants to get in contact with you to talk more about blockchain or insure your company, um, how do they get in contact with you, Steve? Yeah, well, that's easy. Our, our company is at uh, insure.com. I-N-Z-S-U-R-E.com. Uh, and I'm Steve, so steve at insure.com will get you straight through to me. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today, Steve. Thanks very much, Liam. I enjoyed it. It's clear that blockchain has its merits and could be a solution to some of the issues that the insurance industry has faced in the past. However, blockchain is only a solution and not the only solution to remedy the insurance industry's efficiency woes. As an industry, we need to decide where blockchain technology can be most effective. Finally, as Steve mentioned, Insure's solution will be launching in the next few months. So, watch this space. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and leave comments. We really want to reach as many people as possible with what's happening in the insurance industry. And there are no greater advocates than you, our listeners.